Hola, chicos y chicas. <laughs> Hola, ¿cómo estás? Hola, ¿cómo estás? Hey guys, this is Table Talks with the Tares, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our dinner table. I'm MJ. I'm Ash. And today we're talking about the year in review. And man, we covered a lot. We uh, talked about why we plan, how do we approach our year in review, um, looking forward to the upcoming year and then also some of the highlights of this of this previous year that's right and so so what else did we talk about we talked about i don't know babe it's the year in review 2022 got a lot of things to talk about a lot to get through there you go so there got some highs and some lows and some times between okay we got some good and some bad i ain't trying to be mean (laughs) Okay. Well, before uh, Ashley releases her album, let's get this episode started. Hope you enjoy. So today we want to talk about year in review. And I think one of the things that I'm motivated by with why we do this as a family is that um, I've been challenged just with things that maybe I've been reading um, to learn to treat our family like a business. Mm. And you know, we, we think of it as like family incorporated and, you know, we have the whiteboard in the kitchen mm-hmm. as like, I think of like our HQ mm-hmm. and really that was birthed out of a necessity. Um, and to all be on the same page, right? To all be on the same page, especially with Graham living with us. Yeah. Having another adult living with us is, um, challenging in terms of things that you and I are able to get away with, with just texting each other. We've had to get in the same page with with Graham, mm-hmm. which is why we got that whiteboard. But anyways, all of that, um, you know, with like planning a year ahead or reviewing the year behind us. Yeah, we want to be unified in where we're directionally headed as a family. And so it's really out of that that I am excited to talk about this year in review. And also, you know, a lot of focus of what are we spending your time on hmm. in terms of things that we should be doing as a family or more over, you know, more frequently what you hear of things that you should be avoiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so looking ahead, you know, we're recording this at the end of 2022, but you know, it's a good time for us to reflect on the year behind us, but also plan for the year ahead. And so what does that typically look like and why do we do that? Um, yeah, I think maybe we should start with why do we plan? Yeah, I think for you and I specifically, our strengths are either like a powerful dynamic duo or we're like eating each other alive. And what I mean by that is I'm very visionary and you're very strategic. And so together we can make these grand plans and literally think through the action steps we need to take to accomplish them. Yep. Anticipating roadblocks, all of that, using those two strengths together, or they can combat each other, right? Yeah. Because we, we might not see them as strategic or visionary. We might see them as like, I don't know, grandiose or devil's advocate, you know? And so... I think for us specifically, it's a helpful way for us to use our strengths, our natural strengths, mm-hmm. to 
kind of apply that in, like you said, like family Inc, you know, like how we run our family, we would be using these things in the workplace. Right. Yeah. And so this is how we can use those same strengths in our home to plan for the future and yep. then figure out how to execute on that plan. You know? Yeah. I think like why we do this, I think a big reason is for us just to reflect and remember God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. I think especially for me, I don't know if you would agree, but I find, you know, we'll get to the end of a year and it's so easy to forget like all of the ways that God was faithful to us or, you know, the gifts that we had along the way. Cause you yeah. just kind of are in the middle of it, you know, and yeah. then you get to the end of it and you're looking ahead, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's important to look back and remember God's faithfulness and also to maybe celebrate milestones mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, kind of where we were and now where we are. And hopefully those are two different places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something really helpful with realizing where you were mm-hmm. and seeing all the progress along the way. And I don't know where I got this from, but like it's not original. The <laughs> The moments milestones and monuments Mm. and that it's really critical in recognizing or being present for those things or building those things um, as a family to have a, you know, just, just these things you can look back to as like, wow, that was a critical moment or that was a critical milestone that we Mm -hmm. reached as a family. And so um, that, that helps you see that like the mundane everyday ordinary things are not for not mm-hmm. right and that you know you see the progress along the way you can celebrate the progress you can be grateful for the blessings you've received throughout the year um, by being able to mark each thing that stood out to you as this like monumental time or this milestone that you reached and yeah i think it it helps us complement each other's giftings mm-hmm. otherwise yeah, we get into either way too visionary or way too nitpicky on the strategic side. Yeah. And having a unified direction to go forward together into the next year helps us to make sure that we're working out of each other's strengths. Yeah. And still recognizing that like we can do everything that we want to do and plan all of these things, but like we might not reach everything, but at least we aimed for something. Right. The other thing that I th- I like here too is that you're able to make incremental changes yeah. uh, from year to year. Mm-hmm. And so being able to hit like a really lofty goal yeah. by just doing small steps every single day. Again, it's just like to be directionally in the same page, whether, and it doesn't even have to be, it could be like, it doesn't have to be family specifically oriented goals. It could be things that you personally want to strive for yeah. that we look at yep. together. And, you know, we've been married over six years coming on seven and we're really just getting into the swing of, at least for me, like picking up on reviewing the year behind yeah. and, and looking forward to the year ahead and, and having a theme for the year ahead. And I'm I'm just at a place now where I'm recognizing how helpful that actually is. Right. Um, especially when you come from an upbringing or a background where there wasn't really a, a vision approach to how you lived your everyday life. Hmm. Um, and you kind of just like kind of got through the day mm-hmm. and you strung 365 of those and boom, there's a year. 
Um, and, and it's refreshing to be able to think through things together, to aim for things together. We might not reach everything, but right. uh, we might accomplish things we weren't planning to get to either. And so if you can measure it, you can improve it. Mm-hmm. And so I like to be able to, or I'm enjoying this exercise of, you know, having a year in review yeah. and, and then planning out for the next year. Yep. I think something that you've brought to the table that's especially helpful for me is that like incremental mindset and it's helped us kind of learn how to plan goals in a way that's actually sustainable Mm -hmm. in the sense that I think for us, especially the last couple of, I would say two years at least, our goals more or less have been the same big picture wise, but just yep. incremental changes to those goals. Like here's one additional thing we want to add. Yeah. Like one degree of intentionality we want to add to what we were already doing. And so it's not like we're aiming for, you know, all these different things all the time from year to year. And now we've got to come up with these, you know, grandiose goals, but we're taking the goals that we had and we're thinking through what's one degree of more intentionality we can continue to add to what we're already doing and has become a habit or Mm -hmm. a rhythm in our family, which I think has been really helpful for sustainability. Yeah. You know, this is definitely in your wheelhouse as being the visionary person. And so in terms of like being able to like, what does that actually look like for us? Yeah. Um, how we approach the year in review. Yeah. Like, you know, you've really done all, most of the legwork or the groundwork in terms of just setting this up, making sure we've, we've had it for several years now. Yeah. Um, what does that look like? How are, how are you currently doing that? And you know, how have you improved that over even just the last year? Yeah. So I think at first it was kind of just pen and paper and writing these things down. And now I think, I think the important thing is finding a system that works for you. Right. Because a lot of times what I would find is there would be maybe planners or things. I was always like on the hunt for the best planner. Like maybe mm-hmm. Michael Hyatt has it or maybe, you know, mm-hmm. like what I was just, just always like, what's the best planner that's going to ha- actually help me accomplish what I want to and not feel like a failure at the end of the year because I have this like all these unchecked boxes, you know, but that's very catered to my personality. You know, yeah. I, I'm tend to be a little more type a, I like structure. I like organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I like being able to have a plan and execute on it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so for me, I think a tool that's been super helpful in this season of motherhood where I'm not afforded a lot of time to like pen and paper and have that music playing in the background and stare out the window (laughs) while it's raining. That's not my life right now. Yep. Um, and I can like cry about that and be sad and boohoo, you know, and I don't have that anymore. (laughs) Or (laughs) for me, it was like figuring out like, how am I going to continue to like, feed this life-giving aspect of my personality and not feel like motherhood has is robbing me of that you know and and then resent my children for that yeah um and so a tool that's been really helpful for me is notion so everything that i do is digital it's linked to my phone it's super easy for me in this season of motherhood to sustain that i can be out i can add things you know, I can be on my computer at home. I can be on my phone. I, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. that's what works for me in this season. Right. And it's taken me a little bit to get there, but, um, basically like the format I use for a year in review is, and this is kind of built on systems that I do throughout, throughout the year, honestly, mm-hmm. of 
weekly reflection, monthly reflection, quarterly reflection, and then mm-hmm. yearly reflection. And I kind of compile all of that in this like review. And so I have like the previous years that, or I guess that current year's goals I was working on and like notes about that because maybe some things I didn't meet, but they're like irrelevant. Yeah. Maybe something, you know, seasons of life change, things happen, like goals become, you know, irrelevant in certain seasons, maybe need to be moved to next year or whatever. So just kind of a way for me as again, the high achiever to be like, this is it's more of a, like a justification of like why this, why I didn't meet this or like needed to move it or whatever. Yeah. I have questions I ask myself um, at the end of every year. I list out the goals that I want to have for the f- next year, um, house projects that you know we might want to be working on, um, important holidays and events for the next year. And then something really cool that I've been doing over the past couple of years is recording answered prayers <laughs> for yep. that year. Um, and so, and that takes a little bit of work. Yeah. Um, but I basically like write my prayers out like bullet point form. And I try to do that on a daily basis, but basically like throughout a given month, I'm praying for these specific things. Anything that doesn't get answered, I move to the next month. I continue praying for that. Anything that gets answered, I move to this like answered prayers list. And then I have at the end of a year, a list of all of the recorded, at least the recorded answered prayers from month to month. And so for this year, we have 66 like wow. recorded. And these are like more or less the bigger things that we're praying for, right? Yeah. But I'm able to like, it's it's really been a practice that's helped increase my trust because I'm able to look back and I'm not just like reflecting on God's faithfulness, but I can see like, wow, I forgot I even was praying for that because it's like a non-issue, you know? Right. And Q4 when like I was praying in this in like Q1, you know? Right. And it's been so helpful for me to see like, wow, like my prayers don't just like bounce off the ceiling and like, you know, what actually transpires from that. But I'm able to see like, I prayed for this and this was the answer. Mm-hmm. And so that's been just a really, I think fruitful thing in my just faith of yeah. being able to see, wow, like this, if we have 66 like significant answered prayers, yeah, which is a pretty awesome thing to be able to look back on and, and, and kind of include that in like where mm-hmm. has God been faithful in our life, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there you have it. I mean, I can nerd on this, you know, I can, <laughs> I can go down. That's the trail. short answer. Yeah, that's the, sh- <laughs> that's the short answer. Wait till you hear the long one. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that's how I do it. You know, I guess in thinking back mm-hmm. over this past year, what are some of the highlights that that you feel like you've experienced? You know, to to piggyback off of the things you're saying or you've mentioned or you've written down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the highlights have really just been, um, I think, having my mom and dad come visit. Yeah. Um, to be able to do that and... Really, I think it was just cool to be able to have them um, see our kids. And it's like, it's just a different experience for you to have your parents meet your children. Mm-hmm. Um, and for them to be able to spend, I don't know, how many days were they here? Like 10 days? Or something. 10 days, yeah. Um, and, and it was just cool for them to like build the little rhythms as 
you know, for, for the very short time that they do get to spend together. Um, and to see like Judah be, you know, just loved on by them. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he loves being held. So he was like just held constantly. Yeah. And my dad having like his little things that he does with Evie. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was cool to be able to like have them come and then for them to be able to like spend that time with us as a family and, and then also participate in the things we do yeah in terms of things that we've established uh on like a daily and, and weekly rhythm basis mm-hmm. and it's not anything like super you know stringent or even just like super super structured but it just there's an expectation that we have generally built out for every day of the week that we were able to show or or work my like walk my parents through mm-hmm. what, what a week normally looks like with us. And so that was really cool. And obviously like Judah being born. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just Judah Bruda. And so to, to have him, have him join the family. <laughs> yeah. Um, and really just like the whole birth experience was like very intense and yeah. fast yeah. and, um, smooth though. So we're, we're really blessed to be able to say that, you know, you're in and out, um, pretty much. Yeah. I got to the hospital and immediately started pushing that boy out. So, and he was here and just to be a parent of one Mm -hmm. and have all the love you have for your oldest and be like, man, I can't picture what it would be like to have somebody else like take up this space in your heart. Yeah. And then old Kumba just, uh, (laughs) just takes it. Yep. Um, and, and to really just to go from like not being able to fathom what it'd be like to have another child you love to like not being able to imagine not having him Yeah. over the span of this year, um, has been really cool to see, um, just him grow mm-hmm. and, and Evie grow as a, as a sister and just like love to help him and, and be a, a big sister to him. And like, just, just tonight, even like he had a little bit of spit of, and you know she she went and grabbed the wipes that I had and and like helped clean him up and mm-hmm. I was like man that's just so cool to see yeah. and so definitely um adding him to our family has been such a cool experience and definitely is a highlight for me for for this year yeah so what about you yeah I think I mean those definitely and then um, another one for me was our summer family vacation oh yeah um. We took that, I don't know how old Jude was. Maybe it was like nine, ten weeks. Yeah, not old at all. Um, but I had just kind of hit a the point of exhaustion, like burnout in postpartum and kind of yeah. trying to figure out like what is being a mom of two look like. And, right. Um, we just kind of needed a reset. And so we took this little summer family vacation and... Mm-hmm went to a place with a pool and Evie and I just, I mean, you could not get us out of the water. Like it was just exactly what I feel like our family needed. It was so fun to, I don't know if Evie had ever, I mean, I guess she had swam before that, but not really, she had not really been old enough to enjoy it. Right. Or be be in like big pools like that. Right. And so it was so fun. And I'm a water rat. Like I love the water. Both you and her are. And she is too. And it's it's so fun when your kids do enjoy things that you enjoy as well. And you could do them together. And so being able to experience that with her, especially at that time where it was coming off the tails of like, 
I was primarily caring for Judah at that time, and you were primarily like with Amy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had experienced just like a transition in my relationship with her, and I hadn't been able to spend a lot of time exclusively with her. Right. And so that was a very, just, it was a nice reprieve to just, yeah. you know, be able to do something we both love. Yeah. And spend that time together. I mean, basically, you guys, from the moment she woke up, would get ready to go to the pool and yeah. you were there until lunchtime. Until lunchtime. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. And Judah and I were just hanging out in the shade. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, and then, and it reinforced to me, um, cause after that, little vacation evie kept referencing back to the vacation mm-hmm. how much fun she had and she's oh, like are yeah. we gonna go on another vacation yeah and it just reinforced to me how much more meaningful those experiences are yep. to her mm-hmm. or maybe to just like to us as a family because um she remembers those she yeah. doesn't remember what she got for her birthday but she i don't even remember what she got for her birthday but anyways that just reinforces like the things don't matter as much as the experiences, the experiences do. Yeah, um, sure. And so for us, you know, looking ahead too, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but um, looking ahead, I'd, I'd like for us to continue to implement some sort of family type of vacation because mm-hmm. of how meaningful that is yeah. to Evie, even as young as she is, to right. be able to just like really enjoy that time where, man, we like didn't have anything else going on other other than just spending time together as a family and didn't really even have like a hard and fast agenda. Yeah. Uh, but just enjoyed being somewhere new. It wasn't even that far away. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even so, like the nicest place, but it wasn't even that girl, like her heart it. was so full. Yeah. And so, um, that was totally worth it yeah. for, for all those reasons, which yeah, to me, that was definitely a highlight for, for 2022 as well. Yeah. Um, oh, well love, what are you not proud to be an American? Well, yeah, I am <laughs> proud to be an American Charles Billingsley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a huge step. Yeah. In, yeah. At the beginning of the year took the oath to pledge allegiance to the United States. And so it's one of, definitely one of those things where it's like, you know, it took us a long time. It took us, I mean, this was so, this has been a characteristic of our relationship from the beginning. Mm -hmm. We have had to, you know, we've been going through this process, yeah, which is so much paperwork and so much money. I mean, like they they really make it hard to do it the right way. (laughs) And the thing I want to also just make sure is that's clear is that I don't like, it's not a like turning away from the things that I, grew up in yeah. or as yeah and that like you know having grown up in austrian and actually this is going to be my third citizenship because f- my mom reminded me of that wow. while they were here that you know born a filipino mm-hmm. became an austrian citizen i don't remember how old i was and then now a u.s citizen and because i didn't i didn't realize this but you brought this up to me or made me aware of this that a lot of other countries besides I mean, is it a lot of other countries or mm-hmm. some countries i don't i don't even know your citizenship is the place of your parents oh. birth not the place of not necessarily the place of, of your, your birth. birth yeah that's so interesting right and i think the us and a few other just a handful of other countries hmm. it's in the single digits i think okay where 
being born in the U.S. makes you a U.S. citizen. Right. Um, Austria is definitely not that. And I was born in Austria, but I was a Filipino citizen when I was born. Anyways, all that to say, it's not to say, you know, all all that to say, I'm very grateful for all of the <laughs> other citizenships yeah. I had yeah. up, leading yeah. up to where I am today. It is just, um, it's mostly for the fact that we didn't want any geopolitical risk yeah. to come in between our relationship right. that, you know, technically, even though Austria has taken a, you know, a neutral stance on any international affairs, yeah. there is a chance, you know, some sort of international conflict could come up and right. and it would tear us apart. And so as a family, yeah. so I just wanted to eliminate any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it made more sense for me to naturalize and become a U.S. citizen than it, it would be for you to be an Austrian. So anyways... That's, we finally came to the end of that. We came to the end of that. And it was a very long process. Yeah. And man, drove to Virginia Beach, took the oath, and now I bleed red, white, and blue. (laughs) And we did, oh, and we did all the things American. Like, I did all things American this year where I I smoked a turkey for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, the midterm elections were this year, know, so this voted for first the first time. time. Yeah, carved I, a pumpkin yeah. for the first time. <laughs> Is that American? I don't know, but <laughs> let's just call it that. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just been fun to be able to like go through all the Americanisms, mm. um, and and just enjoy that. So, yeah, I'm I'm just really grateful to be to the end of that process mostly yeah. for our bank account but also yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah from a cost standpoint it's very but, like i will say i don't know if i've ever like looked you in the eyes and said thank you for all of the research that you did to like we did that ourselves like we didn't have a lawyer and that saved yeah. us a lot of money so i'm really grateful to just we couldn't afford a lawyer dear well I, i'm just really grateful for all of the work that you put into yeah. making that a possibility sure. and us not getting arrested or you deported. So yeah, go you're us. welcome. I <laughs> stayed out of prison. Yeah, no, definitely. That's a highlight. Is there anything that you're most proud of accomplishing from this past year? Um, Let's see. I think what I'm most proud of is probably the um, weekly rhythms that we've been, we've been setting up for ourselves as a family and and what that means is just like what do we do on every weeknight and who gets to do like what what needs to get done mm-hmm. um and we've defined that a little bit more where you know every night of the week there's something that we know we've decided ahead of time that we do mm-hmm. and then on the weekends which we had already kind of had the weekends buttoned down where we know exactly what that weekend rhythm looks like on from a Saturday morning to a Saturday night and and then Sunday throughout the day, what that looks like. And so I think building on top of that and having something that we can um, sustainably operate, you know, and and that's really just going back to running your family kind of like a business and, and seeing what works, what doesn't work. And, um, you know, while the engine is running, it's really tough to make decisions throughout the day yeah um especially when you have kids in tow and so being able to just like have a template week like an ideal week that you strive for 
it, it makes it easier when it doesn't work out that way because mm-hmm. you can always go back to it or or look at why that didn't that work and and assess that and that's definitely something um that we've spent a lot of time trying to improve on year in and year out and i think we definitely took a step in the right direction with that i think one of the things we built out or we've improved on is like the meal prep side yeah where you know lunches used to be like much more of a headache than they are now Mm -hmm. and we just kind of like have built that into what the week rhythm is yeah where we we just prep on the sunday afternoon and we know you know exactly what we're going to be eating for lunches throughout the work week so um that's that's what i'm probably most proud of for us as a family in terms of accomplishments what about you I think um, two things. I think I'm most proud of the way that I labored with Jude um, and also just growing in my ability to say no to things. Yeah. So. That's, you're just going to leave it at that? Saying no? <laughs> saying no? Saying no to things? Just um, I can tend to, I can tend towards people pleasing. Ah. And because I think I just genuinely want to be helpful and I overextend myself. Right. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure it's for other reasons sometimes, but I end up overextending mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. and um, don't my my priorities can get lost in that. And so yeah. I'm learning to prioritize the things that are most important Yeah. and say no to things that would distract my intention from those things yeah i I definitely think back to the birth uh, that could almost be like its own episode because that was um that was nothing short of miraculous and it was like pretty cool to you know as your husband to be (laughs) just kind of stand there helpless um and and just watch you just champion it and and just just crush it and so i know it was something that you were striving to do um and a lot of that is really just out of your hands and yeah and yep thankfully you were able to accomplish that and that was yeah that's something you should be proud of so um well done on that thanks dear so um yeah i think those two things and then what would next year you say to you right now um i think I said to probably keep the big picture in mind that I'm pretty good at executing a, on a strategy, but can sometimes get hung up on doing something because that's how I've been doing it versus asking mm-hmm. why. And so um, maybe even saying to myself to break down the year into quarters and focusing on, which is kind of funny because at work they are, you know, the milestones they're trying to reach, they break down into quarters as well. And I was like, man, that works really well for the organization. Maybe we should try that as a family mm-hmm. and make quarterly assessments on like things that we want to knock out um, and really just see, okay, are we hitting those things that we said we would do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that would be really helpful because I can tend to just doing keep on doing the same things yeah, or the same rhythms or the same um, methodologies over and over without really reflecting on is it effective? Yeah. Is it helping fulfill the vision that we have or the direction we're headed as a family? Um, and and taking a step back and 
you know, once it's, once it's something that's in motion, I tend to just like kind of keep that. I mean, you see, I see that most frequently like in the morning routine, Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, I I don't want to get up, but it's just like, I just do because that's what you do in the morning. And like for no other reason than that, that's what I've been doing. (laughs) Yeah. So how about you? Um, I would say stop scrolling through other people's lives and live yours. And what I mean by that is it could be a huge distraction, I feel like, for me to start that like scrolling where now I'm feeling like my Mm -hmm. life isn't measuring up. I may be behind or I'm not doing X, Y, Z like other people. Other people's lives look so glamorous. Mine doesn't feel that way. Other people, you know, look so healthy. I don't feel that way, you know. Yeah. Fill in the blank. And I'm not just living my life. Yeah. I'm not just like doing the thing that I want to be doing. That's like a huge thing that I feel like I really want to focus on in this upcoming year. Mm -hmm. One of my goals actually is to create a media boundaries and usage plan (laughs) for the next year. I know that sounds like really... Yeah. That's maybe like a, a really wordy way of saying that. But yeah. like I want to set actual like boundaries and rhythms in place for myself for yeah. media usage in this yep. upcoming year that kind of serve as my guardrails because I feel like it's just a thing that can become like a mind numbing technique when I'm just trying to like decompress and it's not actually a life-giving activity. I feel like yeah. it's actually sucking the life out of me. <laughs> and it's sucking away my like gratitude for the gifts that I do have, the life that I do have, you know? And instead of just like living my life, I'm looking for like, well, how should I do this? How should I do this? How can I be this? How can I, or maybe I should start doing this. Maybe I should. It's all the, the shoulds, you yeah. know? And like, I need to be looking at like, what's sustainable for me? Yeah. What do I need to be doing? Right. What are my natural inclinations? And yeah. how can I just cater to those things by creating habits that end up being sustainable for me? Right. It doesn't have to look like the next person who's like doing it very well. You yeah. Know? That might work for them. Doesn't mean it's going to work for me. Yeah. Well, I think one last thought I had too was that, you know, you hear all these like plans that you have and, you know, the whiteboard and the ideal week and pl- breaking down a year into like quarters and, definitely had some one of our friends said man i'm looking at your guys's board (laughs) and you guys look you seem so inflexible or it seems so strict like how could you possibly live life like that and it's funny like probably in we won't say who it is yeah um on you know just a different stage of life and i I probably would have said the same exact thing yeah looking at us now yeah in the stage he is in and these things that we're building up really gives a lot of freedom within the constraints that we're placing because it allows us to like not have to reinvent the wheel every single week yeah. um, because we've taken the time to actually plan it. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting to hear that because I would have felt the same way in that season, but I find so much freedom in being able to know that in every day of the week, we were like striving for these things and we we're on the same page about it. Yeah. And that's what I've found to be very helpful in taking the time yeah. uh, at the end of the year or looking forward to the year. And we're still like, we're still improving on this, right? Like this isn't something that we've, you know, mastered at all. Yeah. But within the constraints we've built for ourselves, be it media or what we plan for the week or what we're striving for in a year, it helps us 
know that we can take steps individually knowing that we're all on the same page with where we want to get to. And that's why I like to be able to have those things in place. Yeah, for sure. I'm really glad you brought that up because I was thinking of the same thing. And I think it's just that we've learned to budget our time like we budget our finances. Yeah. And so having, if you think about it from a financial standpoint, having a budget, you know where every dollar is going. And yep. so does that mean that you can't make these spontaneous purchases? No, but you yeah. have the freedom to do it and you know when right. to and how to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the same thing with what I feel like we've been able to do with our time is yeah. it's not that we can't be spontaneous or right. it's or that we're inflexible, but it's that like I know what to do with my downtime. Yeah. And so for me especially, I think you know, as a stay-at-home mom, I have like four or five maybe hours in a day to myself where I can make my own decisions. Like I do not have enough hours in a day <laughs> to be able to like Yeah. in where I can like legitimately make my own decisions and do my own thing. Yeah. And so the the few Mm -hmm. hours that I Mm -hmm. do have are so precious to me that if I'm not careful, I do end up doing something like I'm so exhausted that I'm just scrolling. And now like the only free time I had, I'm now using it in this like mind numbing, useless way. Allow me to still have flexibility with my time and freedom with my time where I'm making the most of the time that I do have so that maybe, you know, as the kids get older, my time frees up a little bit. I've already got these systems in place that help me to make sure I'm utilizing my time in the ways that I want to be and other things aren't just making those decisions for me. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. I think just a quick insight into like what we're looking to do in this upcoming year too is that like with the things that we're planning, we're splitting it up into four broad-based categories and we won't get into what they actually are for us, but um, defining what it is that you have in terms of goals or what you want to accomplish next year in areas that, you know, in the personal in the family, um, vocationally and in your community. And so, you know, that's something that I think we still have yet to go through you and I mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. upcoming year, yep. but that's been something that I've, I've actually, I'm doing this for the first time this year, um, to split it up into those four categories. And it's been really cool to do that exercise with you and can't wait to uh, see if I'm actually being too lofty or too basic with these. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a good year. It has been. Well, hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table.